welcome to the Compassionate Business Collective. I'm Alex Oakle, registered associate nutritionist turned compassionate business coach. I help wellbeing professionals build and scale their businesses with impact and without burnout. Join me every week for chats about business basics, online marketing, getting more visible, scaling with success, and more importantly, building a business in true alignment with your values and without compromising your own wellbeing. Welcome back to the Compassionate Business Collective podcast. Today I'm joined by Alana Holloway, who is a chronic illness coach and podcaster who takes a chronic illness informed approach to living and working. We are going to speak in this episode all about how you can start befriending your chronic illness to understand it better, explore it more, and embrace it in life and business. Alana is the host of the amazing podcast Reframing Chronic Illness and I would absolutely love it if you took a listen if you've enjoyed this conversation. Hello, hi Alana, how are you today? I am very well, thank you Alex, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm looking forward to today's conversation. Can we kick off by you explaining who you are and what you do? Okay, so I am Alana Holloway. Um, I'm a chronic illness coach and I work with people to help them understand the language of their body, um, help them understand the messages that their body is communicating with them via their chronic illness. Um, So not only can they hear and listen, you know, what their body is telling them um, specific, you know, specifically to them, um, so that they can kind of do the things their body is asking of them. But also I help them to then um, design a life or build a life that is more aligned to their unique needs and their wants. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I've never heard of a chronic illness coach before. So do you mind talking a bit about your journey of becoming a chronic illness coach? Of course. Um, Yeah, so I had never heard of one either. (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, it's a bit of an in and out journey, actually. Um, When I was really uh, struggling with my own chronic illness, I did train to become a health coach. Um, Now, I mean, I've been been self-employed for hmm, since 2011, so a long time. Um, And training to be a health coach was kind of, but not really about wanting to become a health coach. It was actually kind of a journey of discovery for myself. and I did that qualification and then I didn't become a health coach. I did other other bits and bobs. Um, I, then I launched my own um, fermented food and drink business. Um, and this is, my work's always been quite responsive to my my own journey as, as a lot of self-employed people's um, businesses are. Um, but I, yeah, so I launched this fermented food and drink business. Um, and as I was running it, I ran that for three years and it was such incredible, like physical demanding work, as well as very stressful. Um, and my chronic illness kind of was getting worse and worse. Um, well, it wasn't kind of, it definitely was getting worse and worse throughout the time that I was running that business. And then one Christmas, um, when obviously everyone takes a break, <laughs> the Christmas finished and I just couldn't get up off the sofa. I was just like, I can't move. Um, I have no... I know there's loads of stuff that needs to be done and I need to get back to work and I need to kind of open up the shop, so to speak again, and the online shop again, but I can't move. And I had also been experiencing feelings of 
communicating a message. So with fermented food and drink, it was it was very gut health focused, my business. Um, and I was communicating this message. And whilst I was doing it, especially towards the end, I was noticing feelings of like inauthenticity um, coming across. Because the reason I got into that business, I told you it was an in and out story. Um, the reason I got into that business is because when I started eating fermented food, Um, my health really, really improved. I was going through something called topical steroid withdrawal at the time. um, And it was an, it was a major kind of shifting point for me in being very unwell to better. Um, But yeah, so I was, I was kind of talking a lot about gut health. All, it was all focused on gut health. And I noticed myself feeling like this isn't the full story. And I also noticed myself feeling like a massive fraud because behind the scenes, I was getting sicker and sicker. Um, so after not being able to get up off the sofa, (laughs) I decided to close the business. There were, you know, lots of different factors that, that did feed into that, not just that. Um, and they all came together and I just decided, okay, I, you know, this isn't, this isn't the right thing to be, for me to be doing anymore. I'm crazy to keep going if it's making me so ill or contributing to me being so ill. Um, and then yeah, a couple of months later, when I had kind of recovered, because obviously we all need to make money, right? Um, I delved back into that coaching um, kind of world that I had once been in and started a business as a health coach. And then that coincided with my journey of actually being able to see and understand my chronic illness and admit that I had a chronic illness because like Mm -hmm. all this time I was in denial um I was just like oh I had that real attitude of I'll find the cure I'll be able to fix myself I'll be able to like be the person that is miraculously better kind of thing um so I went through a real journey of of like admitting owning my own chronic illness and in that I called myself I was like do you know what I'm not a health coach I am a chronic illness coach I want other people I want to help other people see their chronic illness in a different light Mm -hmm. and own it own it really I think we have you know we have quite similar stories in terms of I'm a qualified nutritionist and I worked with people with PCOS and Mm -hmm. uh, last year I was going through my own struggles with my chronic illness and there was a lot um, you know going around in terms of I was thinking about my reproductive health and mm. I was helping other people quote unquote like helping them with their fertility journey while I was internally struggling to get my head around what was going on with me mm. and like you said that feeling of like not feeling authentic feeling like a fraud <laughs> feeling like you're showing up with this energy and then behind the scenes it's it's not the same at all yeah. um so I just really relate with that and that led me to take a step back from one-to-one work with clients because I just knew that actually I was affecting my own physical and mental well-being by by doing that work and I think that's Mm -hmm. something that's really difficult to admit and to be honest just massively challenging to do because of the world we live in with people for people with chronic illnesses working for ourselves is often the only option in terms of it's what we can do to in terms of I feel like I'm quite unemployable (laughs) Um, and then we don't have the support behind us to build thriving businesses around our illness if that makes sense I've gone very roundabout way of saying that (laughs) yeah it makes total sense and I see with the people that I work with but also the people I know in life um, I see a wide range of of people you know 
either working in the kind of traditional PAYE um, environment and and really struggling with that. I see people who have had to leave traditional employment and aren't self-employed. And then I see people who are self-employed but have perhaps chosen careers that are detrimental to their to their health. They aren't aligned to that kind of body wisdom that is being communicated to them. Mm. Um yeah, it's it's and as you say, there's no or there's little I perhaps um dedicated because actually on, on my podcast I did interview someone who was a chronic business coach, chronic illness business coach. And I know you that's kind of the field that you um you know are involved in as well. And but yeah, <laughs> it's not a typically spoke it's it's a behind the curtains thing, isn't it? Like mm. people feel really ashamed and guilty to have to leave what we class as traditional like quote-unquote normal employment and then find themselves being like well I've got to earn money like Mm. I can't be choosy here exactly and we have to it feels like we have to work even harder to account for to you know to build a business around thinking about oh if I have a flare-up or like last year I had to take time off for surgery and when you're self-employed it's a very different (laughs) feeling (laughs) taking time off for that length of time yeah, it's just, it's, it's such a fascinating area. Like you said, I don't think it's being spoken about enough. So when we came across each other in a group program that we're both in, I was like, I didn't even know someone out there was kind of talking about the stuff. So I'm just really glad that we have been able to connect in that way. Me um, too. You describe yourself as being chronic illness informed. Now, what does that mean to you? So that came from, I think, um, the common narrative around chronic illness is that either you control it or it controls you. It's this real kind of like, I'm either in that camp or that camp. And, Mm. and actually it's all focused around control and management, right? You know, you go to the doctors, right? We'll teach you how to manage your chronic illness. And as if it's like a submissive or, you know, it's it's a very dominant part of so many people's lives, but as if it's something that we can put in a box and, and, and put tethers around, you know, And actually, I don't believe in that. I don't believe that we need to manage our chronic illness. I don't believe that either it controls you or you control it. What I believe is that our lives, we have to kind of change the way we see it completely. So we can't be seeing it as something we hate or that's a burden to our lives or that is, um, you know, causing us so much um, distress, which, by the way, are all true things, right? But the way we have a relationship with our chronic illness needs to be more like this is my partner and it's like a screaming child isn't it because a screaming child has got something to tell you they're not just I mean sometimes they probably are just doing it to be (laughs) because they're a child but at the same time when someone's shouting at you they have something to say to you and it probably isn't coming across in the way you would like or in the most healthy way but they still have something to say to you and if we kind of can step back and say, okay, my chronic illness is trying to tell me something. If I change my relationship so that I see it as more of a partner, I see it as more of what I call, you know, I phrase it as, as your chronic illness is your ally. Um, it's your support, it's your guide, it's your superpower. Um, then actually we can then live lives that are informed by that information, informed by that wisdom. So, I mean, as basic as, that might be like, I know an alarm in the waking me up in the morning, like just puts me on the wrong track. Like it sets my nervous system off a bit. It's a really gross way for me to wake up. And 
that then has a knock on effect to then the way I start my day, the way perhaps the food I eat, all that kind of stuff. Um, but paying attention to my chronic illness has allowed me to say, actually, like, I don't like to wake up by an alarm, so I'm not going to. I'm going to organize my day so that I can wake up with the sun. I'm going to concentrate on my sleep, go to bed a bit earlier so that I'm not absolutely knackered in the morning. And I live with insomnia for like eight years or something. Um, and so that was a really slow process for me. Um, but I'm now at a place where I have an alarm probably two days a week when I like actually have to get up for something particular. Um, but you know, most of the week I don't, and I just wake up with the sunlight and, and I allow myself to do that. So yeah, in a nutshell, chronic illness informed is a question you ask yourself, how can I make whatever I'm about to do more influenced and informed by the wisdom that my body is communicating with me? Mm. Yeah, I love that way of describing, of describing that. And it makes, it makes a lot of sense, but it's also a very different way to think about it. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's, it's not the normal narrative around a chronic illness. So it's, it's really like a very interesting perspective and a there, it feels quite radical, a very radical way of thinking about it. Yeah, it's, um, and it is, and I forget that sometimes. Um, and La, uh, maybe at the end of last year yeah it was the end of last year I kind of was like hey this is a chronic illness revolution like I think it really is it's revolutionizing the way that we we see this we see chronic illness um and do you know I love what is happening in the ADHD world at the moment because there is so much like brilliant talk around how people live with the ADHD and what to expect and like it's it's got a completely different energy around it. And yet one day, once upon a time, ADHD was seen as a problem. It was seen as, you know, imagine, can you remember like all the kids in school, they're the problem children, right? Mm-hmm. And and it was really um, ostracized like that. And chronic illness, I do feel, is still in the mainstream ostracized and othered. And But actually we can start to live with it in a way more inclusive way. Um so yeah, like this is a chronic illness revolution and it, but it's a gentle and compassionate one. It's not like a, cause I mean, geez, we don't have the energy for like a, <laughs> nobody does in this world have the energy for a, a major revolution. They're going on all over the place, you know? So yeah, it's one that takes care of us. Hello, I am popping in to let you know that I have space to work one-to-one with new clients in March. Imagine feeling more aligned with your business and confident about the services you're offering, building systems and automations to make your life more streamlined and allowing you to take rest, breaks and holiday without sacrificing your revenue, diversifying your business model to increase financial stability in your business and create consistent income months. If you want to be known in your field as a knowledgeable innovator that attracts ideal clients, collaborations and opportunities that absolutely light you up, then I would love to hear from you. I teach strategy, mindset and marketing to help people just like you build a diverse and sustainable business without overwhelm and burnout. And I'd love to invite you to apply to work with me one-to-one at alexoakle.com slash one. That's alexoakle.com slash one. The people that you work with, are they primarily entrepreneurs and business owners or do you work with kind of anyone who has a chronic illness and just needs that kind of support from you with navigating and and rebuilding that relationship with themselves yeah it's definitely the latter um so 
I wouldn't say that I kind of have that business coaching element to bring to an entrepreneur. Um, I'm there to help them with their lives. And if business is a part of that, then that's cool. Um, you know, we we work on that, but I'm definitely not there for the strategy and the the anything else business wise. I get coached on that, you know. <laughs> so it's like, um, I mean, yeah, I love I love the coaching world for that. That we all get coached on the areas that we you know feel we need it. But yeah, it's definitely the latter. Mm-hmm. And those people who you work with who do run their own business, they're self-employed, they're freelance, whatever it is that they'd like to call them themselves. What sort of impact do you see their chronic illness having on on running running a business? I know we've kind of spoken about this a little bit throughout this conversation. Yeah, so it can have. So depending on, if I like to look at kind of, um, <laughs> there's being like two sides to the coin. So there's there's something that I call the chronic illness struggle, which is the typical mainstream way of living with a chronic illness where it is a bloody struggle, all been in that place, um, where it really impacts the your day-to-day and it makes your life very difficult. And then what I call, which I've mentioned, is is living it with you as your ally, so in allyship with your chronic illness. So if someone's kind of in that chronic illness struggle phase of their journey, um, chronic illness really does impact running your own business because you can't, as I know you will relate with, you can't um, get any momentum going really. You live in a real like roller coaster. um, So like a peak and trough like situation. um, And, you know, there are obviously varying degrees of this. um, But, you know, when you're flaring, you have to stop work probably completely and then you have to kind of get the energy to start up again. And then because you kind of think, oh, my God, I don't know when my flare is next. My next flare is coming. I need to work really, really hard, which sends you into a flare. Right. Mm. And then so people who I have worked with who have been running their own businesses, my aim for them would be to get them out of living in that struggle kind of way um, of living, but also of running their business and then allowing them to run their business in a more chronic illness informed way. So if, so let, let me take my old business for an example. Um, I was very, very physically involved in that business as well as very, um, admin <laughs> I ran the whole thing, you know, um, I would have, but if I had really wanted to keep that business, I would have worked with myself or a client you know if if that was my client I would have worked with them and and we would have worked out a way for them to outsource that physical side of the business Mm. um we would have looked at kind of the main stress areas we would have looked at what brings them a lot of joy um in running their business and and they would have done more of that um also you know to begin with you put thing you put boundaries in place you put like measures in place to if your business is client facing you would communicate with your clients look I've got a chronic illness and like sometimes I might have to cancel and that's part of your agreement that's part of your deal um there are so many different things that we can do to get us out of that struggle bit by bit and into more of uh an informed way that makes running business much smoother and it makes it much more predictable because the the kind of thing that happens when you live in a chronic illness informed way you know that rhetoric that is like chronic illnesses are completely unpredictable you don't know what's coming one day to the next when you are living in a more chronic illness informed way you actually slow everything as in it's almost like you slow time down not you know yes you live perhaps a bit slower if that's your 
thing. But what happens, you become more present and you slow time down and you begin to be able to predict what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And so running your business in a way where you can, can understand and predict what might happen or what's going to happen with your body and your chronic illness, um, excuse me, um, means that it's just more functional. It flows better mm. and it it feeds you better. It nourishes you better. It doesn't drain, you know, all of your resources. I think that it's really interesting and I find this myself, it's so easy when we're looking at our own businesses. On um, It's so hard to coach ourselves through. Yeah, <laughs> like you said, yeah. well, you've got this like hindsight almost, or you're looking at it from a more bird's eye view of your previous business. You can see quite clearly, these were the you know sticking points. This is where it was, I was making life a lot more difficult for myself. And here are some, you know, I wouldn't say easy ways, but, you know, some things that we can put in place now that will help the business be more I don't know what the word is but just like more suitable to me and my mm. needs um and I also think it's important when we're thinking about I think it's to be honest it's for anyone whether you have a chronic illness or not is is almost like baking in those boundaries and values as early on as possible <laughs> rather than yeah. when they you know when they appear and they show themselves um and then thinking oh, I should have put something in my T's and C's about the fact that, you know, what happens if I need to cancel last minute? You know, those sort of things that I think we, we tend to do on more of a reactive basis than a than thinking proactively. Yeah, totally. And this is where that um, relationship with chronic illness really comes into play, I think, because if we're living in a place of disliking our chronic illness, of hating it, of seeing it as this like huge weight, heavy burden in our lives we're never going to put in in measures that like we're not we're not going to see that hey this is something that I need to do for myself to to support and nourish myself we're going to see it as a um we're going to resist it aren't we we're like we're going to be like no I'm gonna there's probably two things we will do we'll either resist it and be like no I don't want to do that I'm gonna you know I think the words must, it's not muster. It's, I don't know what the word is on through muddle on through. There we go. I'm going to muddle on through and I'm going to do it. And then ultimately we're going to have to have that reactive kind of, um, putting in these measures because we're like, Mm -hmm. Oh shit. Sorry. Can I swear? Yes, of course. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Oh shit. You know, that's happened. And now I've got to do a thing. Um, or we, will really resent that we've got to put these boundaries in place and therefore we won't stick to them. Like, mm-hmm. so it's either like that resisting or that resenting that comes into, into play. Whereas if we are having that much more like equal partnership with our chronic illness, we're going to listen to what it's got to say. And that's like listening to the language and the communication that your body's, your body's giving you and understand it and take it on board because like we never listen to advice from people that we don't like or do we you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that is such a yeah that's such a good point um I was wondering whether you had any almost like tangible tips for people who because I think that the idea of like tapping into our intuition and listening to our bodies sounds amazing but sometimes Mm -hmm. when we've got that really when we're really like butting up against our chronic illness and we don't want to hear what it has to say and we're often pushing it down 
mm-hmm. sometimes just because we kind of almost like quote unquote have to because we have obligations at work relationships everything else yeah but how did you tap more into that intuition and really start listening to what your body had to tell you and taking action from there so honestly I didn't have a choice anymore um that was that was my personal journey and I don't believe that it has to get to that stage for everybody but I for like the 15th time had reached my lowest low my biggest flare and um I had tried literally I know people say this all the time I've tried everything it doesn't work but I mean there's a reason for that but like you know I had tried everything and some things had been brilliant some things had given me relief for a, a short amount of time um but nothing allowed me to properly move forward with my life um I was still trapped in this I was I still felt trapped by my chronic illness and so I had no choice than to accept it and so I think talking about the kind of tangible steps like acceptance was one of the biggest and most important steps of my journey um I didn't even understand acceptance at that point I thought that acceptance meant just giving up and failing Mm -hmm. and like oh, I'm just going to have to accept this and and do the best I can kind of thing. Um, But actually what it did mean, and, and, and I also thought it meant that I would never be able to feel any different than I did in that moment. Um, But what it did mean was completely different. You know, what it did mean was that I, I brought chronic illness into the fold of my life. I accepted it as part of my body, as part of what makes me, me, um, and in in doing that, and it kind of opens up your ears to be able to tune into your intu- intuition and tune into those messages and connect. It allows you to to properly connect. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the the biggest step for me. Um, and in terms of people who are business owners, entrepreneurs, freelancers, what things can we be implementing into our lives, into our businesses? to account for our chronic illnesses or to be supportive of our own physical and mental well-being like what can we do I would kind of say to start with understanding how you believe you need to um, abide to rules and status quo and the way things that you know have typically been done or the way someone else is telling you to do something maybe that's a course or a program or um, a mentor or whatever um understand where you're at with that first I think and then you can start to understand the things you're doing in your business that are more in line with that more aligned to that kind of external external source of guidance rather than your internal source of guidance um so like release yourself from rules and status quo and expectations um and get clear on actually you know, a lot of people talk about zones of genius and get clear on what are your zones of joy? What are your, what really nourishes you in your business? Um, And kind of, yeah, give everything an audit probably as well. You know, ask yourself, does this thing, because actually this isn't any different to planning and organizing and building the life that you dream of. You know, business is, is like, 
almost a mini version of a life, isn't it? And it's in in a lot of ways, um, at least for me, it is. <laughs> and also understand that your business is like, you know, the majority of the time that you, you dedicate a lot of your day to, your, to running your business and a lot of your week, probably. Um, and you want to spend that time in a way that is is really nourishing and supportive and feeds you and and gives you energy. For example, like it took me so long to release myself from the expectation that I had to sit at a desk Mm -hmm. to work. I don't like sitting at a desk. I love sitting on my sofa, on an armchair with a blanket and a heat pad and a hot chocolate. And I do my work like that, you know, and I also release myself of the expectation that I needed to, or the status quo that I needed to work, you know, eight or even six hours a day you know I work I mean I actually work a bit more now because it feels good to do so but at the very beginning I was working four hours a day and I'd you know set myself a timer so that I didn't go over that because again this goes into this predictability thing I knew that if I worked more than four hours a day I'd be knackered by the end of the the next day or by the end of the week and how would that then have that knock-on effect in my business ask yourself you know where you're showing up in your business like I don't do Instagram really because it's just not it just doesn't feed me it I I love it for connecting with people and for talking um as in like fellow business owners and I love it for following interiors accounts but me using it as a tool to market my business doesn't make sense to me because the energy that I need to put into that doesn't pay back as much as writing a blog post and SEO does or a podcast episode or my newsletter. Um, There are so many different avenues that you can ask yourself that chronic illness informed question. How can I be doing this thing in a way that is more informed by the wisdom of my body? And I think, yeah, that's probably what it comes back down to. Mm. But to be able to do that, (laughs) we need to have that acceptance piece in place. We need to have released ourselves from from rules and expectations and status quo um, to be able to really take on board. Because a lot of people say, oh, I listen to my body all the time. But are you taking on board what it's saying to you? Or are you just hearing it and then saying, oh, and then I saw this thing that will fix me? Because Mm -hmm. we don't want to be fixed. Like, we don't need to be fixed. Um, Our bodies are actually doing the exact thing that they were designed to do they're responding in the way that they have been designed to respond to circumstance I think that that point about like disregarding the rule book is Mm. huge I think we have so much pressure on ourselves everyone regardless whether you have a chronic illness like when you first start working for yourself you really still feel that nine to five I need to be at my desk and there's a lot of guilt I notice from myself and my clients are yeah you know overcoming that feeling of I should be doing this I should be doing it this way because someone told me this way I should be doing this that the other and really being okay with creating our own rule book or creating our own way of doing things and also knowing that at least for me and to be honest most people who I work with we need to embrace those natural kind of cycles in our yeah. life, in our business, in our day, in our week, month, year, you know, it, it, we're going to go up, down, feelings of like bursts of energy, times where we just need to be hibernating and on the sofa. Absolutely. And leaning into that rather than really trying to to make every day regular. I found that's like a, been a huge, like this block that I didn't realize I had and breaking through that was key. 
Yeah, totally. And going back to, I mean, both things you said there were like brilliant because going back to the the breaking away from those rules, you know, if that's something you're finding really hard to do, ask yourself why, like get curious about why. So often with, uh, to, you know, when people are living with chronic illness, you feel such a, you can feel, sorry, such a letdown to society mm. because of the way you are that's not your fault that you feel that way like that is the messaging that you're not good enough and you know because you feel that way you you want to do everything you can to try and be that that contributing member of society and that means playing by rules and so if you're finding it really difficult to let go of rules like ask yourself why and just send yourself like a boatload of compassion and and love and feel allowed because you you do have to feel safe you know our nervous systems obviously come into place so much with chronic illness and we have to feel safe in breaking away from rules and and not you know because that could be a trigger like you know if you're doing that from a place of of not feeling safe and grounded in a home within your body that could trigger your chronic illness like your your symptoms um yeah, it's it's so it's not as simple as kind of that, but that is I think curiosity plays such a huge part in this. Um, and then the second thing you said was cycles, and sorry, I was I was just remembering it as I was saying. Um, like I very much believe our chronic illnesses have cycles as well, and um, yeah, cycles come into like my menstrual cycle. Like I know when my ideas are going to be like really on fire, and I know when they're going to be really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I plan or I try my best to plan launches or content creation, you know, in certain times of my menstrual cycle, but also my chronic illness cycle. Um, I've kind of experienced what I would perhaps call a long summer. So a long period of um, having very few symptoms. And that's a new thing for me. Um, Well, you know, in the past kind of two years, it is a new thing for me. Um, And I'm almost you know, my, my usual winter would have been over winter. Um, but that hasn't happened this year, which is like a great sign from my body. My chronic illness is, is retreating because it's allowed to, because I'm listening to it. Um, but also, you know, no, I've built my business to survive during the winter of my chronic illness. Mm -hmm. I'm putting in more evergreen offers. I'm automating more things I'm putting in funnels you know and I'm not um signing myself up to do loads and loads of live stuff I utilize Voxer Voxer is amazing because I can do that from my bed if I you know if I'm in a huge flare I can do that I I have my chronic illness is eczema and you know at its worst it has been head to toe and my skin has looked a you know a sight and I have been afraid to get on camera in those moments um Voxer allowed, you know, and that's a whole thing with self-love and self-acceptance, you know, acceptance and accepting myself for who I am in the moment. And that's been work for, you know, work that I've done. But at the same time, if I'm feeling really low on a day and my self-love and acceptance and compassion, I'm struggling with that. And my face is showing my eczema really badly. That's not the best time for me to go on camera. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's cool. So Voxer is a great tool for me. Um, yeah, perhaps that's the thing, isn't it? You know, it's building that foundation of business to survive when you're flaring and then anything else on top of that is a bonus. 
Absolutely. I think it's just all the like key components of building a sustainable business anyway, in terms of it can work when you're not there. And whatever yes. that means to you is, does that mean growing your email list? Does that mean making sales when you're not necessarily showing up, being there live, pushing something out there? So I think that either way, whether you have a chronic illness or not, you will take so much away from this conversation because it is just about building a business around you, the lifestyle you want to lead, yeah. being in tune with your body and creating a business that doesn't rely on you sat at your desk, showing up on camera and having to be on, on, on all the time. And I think for a lot of people, that will be a big sigh of relief. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, talking about fertility at the beginning of this, it's, you know, consideration that I'm having when I, you know, have a family, when I, you know, have a baby, um, is what's going to happen to my business in those moments. A couple of years ago, my partner um, was really ill and wasn't able to work for a year. I also had to care for him. So my business not only had to like run whilst I wasn't working, but he wasn't receiving income. So how did, you know, my business had to support that. Um, And there are so many different life events that are outside of chronic illness, outside of our control. So why don't we like, future-proof our business for that for those eventualities yeah and I think that having a chronic illness almost speeds yes. that learning curve almost of like it does we all know that at some point we're going to have to think about the fact that we may want to you know grow a family or these things might happen or we might want to just take a holiday which is yeah yes. so people don't really think about that when they're building a business and they realize oh wait I can't actually take that time I physically cannot afford to pay my rent if I take that time off so mm-hmm. Having these conversations, ideas, thoughts, and just starting to think about this for anyone I think is going to be so helpful. But thank you so much for joining me today, Alana. It's been an absolute pleasure. Where can people find out more about you, working with you? Um, Just tell us a bit more about your space on the internet. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Alex. It's been really great. Uh, I'm always on the on your end of a podcast. So it's been really great to be on this end of it. Um, so yeah, as I said, I'm not I'm not that um, active on Instagram. However, my handle is Alana Holloway underscore, I think. Um, but the best places to find me are my podcast, which is reframing chronic illness, um, and my website, which is alanaholloway.com but also my newsletter yeah I love my newsletter I write on my newsletter I write to my you know my uh, mailing list every week um it's a pleasure of mine so yeah there I'd say podcast website newsletter are the best places perfect thank you so much for joining me and I will speak to you soon thanks Alex 